from the studios of Adventist World Radio in Pune. Hello and a very warm welcome to our international English service. In our program today, we bring inspiring music, an interesting nature study. With more music coming in, we shall end our program with a message from God's Word. This is your host Sharath and I am Maureen and you are listening to Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Let's begin our program with a song. Just feel like something good is about to happen I just feel like something good is on its way He has promised that he'd open all of heaven And brother, it could happen any day When God's people humble themselves and call on Jesus And they look to heaven expecting as they pray I just feel like something good is about to happen And brother, this could be that very day I have learned in all that happens just to praise Him Shed is worth all the investment For I know he'll see me through He said he would He has promised I nor ear can hardly fathom All the things he has in store for those who pray I just feel like something good is about to happen And brother, this could be that very day Yes, I've noticed all the bad news in the paper And it seems like things get bleaker every day But for this child of God it makes no difference Something good is about to happen, 
You are listening to Adventist World Radio, the Voice of Hope from Pune, India. And now, here's a nature study. Dear listener, today we are going to learn about the lesser light. The moon has been one of the most fascinating objects of man's attention. For many years, man had the desire to go to the moon. People were almost certain there was no life up there, yet there were many unknown things about the moon that had intrigued them, so they continued to search for a way to get there. We know that the United States finally put men on the moon on July 20, 1969. Did this great feat take away the curiosity man had concerning the moon? Some but not all. Scientists still do not know all about the moon. From God's word, we know why the moon shines. The moon reflects the light of the sun. God made it rule the night. As we study the moon and God's word, we see that the moon has a specific purpose. It was created by God to light up the night. The moon also controls the tides in the ocean. It has a very important part to play in our world. The moon reflects the sun's light, so we as Christians should reflect the light from Jesus to others, that they might see him in our lives. But is that all? No, it isn't. The moon plays a secondary role to the sun in giving light. Though the moon is number two, it still keeps reflecting and doing its job. In fact, it keeps working even when it cannot be seen. This tells me that I don't always have to be the big shot and get all the attention. I should do my assigned job willingly even if it isn't a task that will give me attention or prominence. Dear listener, what about you today? Will you follow the moon's example? By beginning the day with God, by reading the Bible, thinking about what we have read, and asking that the Holy Spirit control our thoughts and actions, we are placing ourselves where light from the sun of righteousness will shine on us. Ask God to help you reflect Jesus in your life today. Thank you for the nature study. We are sure our listeners enjoyed it. To learn more on nature, keep listening to Adventist World Radio. We will be studying different objects of nature because there is a simplicity and purity in these lessons direct from nature that makes them of the highest value. The children and youth, all classes of students, need the lessons to be derived from this source. In itself, the beauty of nature leads the soul away from sin and worldly attractions and toward purity, peace and God. Dear friend, death, struggle, pain and violence were not part of God's original creation. Let's discover what was the world like when God created it. To know more on God's word, you could also write to us. Here's our mailing address. Adventist World Radio. 
पोस्ट बॉक्स नंबर वन सेवन पुणे फोर वन वन जीरो जीरो वन महाराष्ट्र इंडिया यू कुड ऑल्सो ई मेल एस ऑन एडवेंटिस्ट मीडिया सेंटर एट जी मेल डॉट कॉम यू मे ऑल्सो फॉलो आर प्रोग्राम्स ऑन आर वेबसाइट ए डब्ल्यू आर डॉट ओ आर जी स्लैश इंग्लिश प्रोग्राम बिफोर यू हियर गॉड्स वर्ड
time to hear God's word. Hello and welcome friend. This is Sharad with you on AWR sharing God's word on the topic The Artist's Design and Mercy. My dear friend, when we talk about artist, the first thing that comes to my mind is about a potter. And the book of Jeremiah talks about a potter. A potter isn't a very emotionally engaged with mass produced pottery. In fact, in mass production, the potter is usually a machine, but our potter is deeply invested in his work. His crafts each piece and individually with a specific design in mind, and he loves what he does. Jeremiah 18 verse 4 says, the pot he was shaping from the clay was marred in his hands so the potter formed it into another pot shaping it as seemed best to him our potter however has a problem that no other potter has the clay in his hands has a mind of its own it should be thrilled to be touched by the master but it develops its own ideas of beauty and comfort it wants an identity of its own largely depending on the craftsman who put it on the wheel on the first place clay with a mind of its own has the potential to be astoundingly beautiful a living breathing masterpiece Sadly it also has the potential to be stubbornly ignorant insistent on its own ugliness and when the happens when that happens the potter sweeps that happens a lot the potter's plan is to display his artistry but if a piece of clay isn't following his craftsmanship he'll contrive some pretty drastic measures he'll press into a ball and start over he will take the same clay and use a different approach his goal is beauty and he will never stop at nothing to achieve that my dear friend ask yourself two questions today what does the potter dream of doing in my life and what is he actually doing right now don't answer too quickly consider the heart of the potter his ultimate goal his tender care and his exquisite artistry and then apply his heart to your present circumstances those questions will launch you into a reorientation that every piece of clay needs to go through a shift from a clay perspective to a potter perspective we need to see our circumstances today in light of eternal glory we need to see ourselves as expressions of his delight when we do our hardness will turn to softness our stubbornness will give way to compliance and our trials will become much more meaningful dear listener jeremiah chapter 18 verse 8 says if that nation i want repents of its evil then i will relent and not afflict it on the disaster i planned dear listener repentance is a much malignant word it sounds so hard and painful 
even condemning those connotations don't go over well in laid back lives a bench culture of tolerance like ours repentance implies that something is wrong with us and we are going to have to deny ourselves something we treasure in order to change that's a biblical uh, truth we don't enjoy memorizing my dear friend maybe it would help us to think about repentance in terms of clay clay that has lost its moisture that is hardening and no longer pliable is unrepentant clay if that thickening process isn't too far long the potter can add some water and soften it up but if the clay is too dry and stiff there's nothing to be done it has to be tossed out based on that illustration repentance sounds like a good plan doesn't it it is a matter of regaining pliability in order to be useful to the master artist david demonstrated it when nathan confronted him about his sin with bathsheba and nineveh demonstrated it when its citizens repented after jonah's prophecy of destruction in both cases the potter was merciful and the clay became useful again repentance was a very worthwhile event my dear friend our potter's grand design depends on the malleability of his clay if we are too stiff and unyielding god has no compassionate alternative to informing us of our impending uselessness the disaster the prophets proclaimed if we accept the warning however we become soft and easy to reshape and the potter enjoys us again he always has a good plan for clay that bends my dear friend are there any areas in which your heart needs to bend yes it sounds painful but the alternative is far worse softening the substance of your life makes the potter delightfully willing to make something beautiful his blessings come to those who bend my dear friend jesus want of a tragic future that awaits all people who reject him and john chapter 3 verse 18 says he who believes in him is not condemned but he who does not believe is condemned already my dear friend the bible calls it the second death which is eternity in hell this judgment stands in stark contrast to god's gift of eternal life given to those who repent and put their faith in his son no matter how good or bad we think we are if we have not repented before our life ends whether we die at or in in the bed at 83 or in a car crash at 18 we will perish eternally because of jesus christ no one has to die twice which will it be for you eternal life or eternal death my dear friend because christ died once no one has to die twice god bless you dear listener as you commit your lives in the potter's hand and may he 
mold you and fashion you according to his will and wish may god bless you let's pray our loving and gracious and merciful father who art in heaven we commit our lives in your hands make us and mold us according to thy will give us the ability to see in our true condition and our weakness and look to jesus for restoring ourselves in the image of jesus christ in jesus precious name we pray amen here's another song scriptures says 
Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. Psalms 119 verse 105. Indeed, my dear listener, what a treasure we have in God's word. The Holy Bible is relevant to today's issues and gives solid guidance for daily living. With this, we have almost come to the end of our program. To learn more on God's word, we would love to receive your letters on Adventist World Radio. Post box number 17 Pune 411001 Maharashtra India You could also email us on adventismediacenter@gmail.com We invite you to follow our programs also on our website that's awr.org/englishprogram This is your host Sharad And I'm Maureen signing off from Adventist World Radio. Do join us again along with your family and friends. Until we meet again via radio, we wish you goodbye and God bless you.